Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grab your cold drinks and turn on your hot sinks. It's time for Season 3, Episode 5 of the Hugs Podcast. My name is Tim. Cool drinks, hot sakes. <laughs> uh, my name's Matt. Matt I'm Nightingale. Dana, Dana Smith. <laughs> my name is Rory. Rory. Rory Fallis. Oh. Nice. Oh. I was waiting for I someone to start talking you. so I could say it over top of them. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. I decided that I'm going to start introducing myself when things get back to normal uh, in the James Bond way, last name and then full name. Yes. Well, you've got a cool enough name that you can yeah. do that, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like think? Nightingale. Matt Nightingale. James Nightingale. I forgot your first name. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my middle name? <laughs> did you guys ever go through a period in your, in, as a child where you were embarrassed or defensive about your middle name? Hmm. No. No, I was embarrassed and defensive of my first name. Oh, really? Oh, Why? really? Uh, I just thought it wasn't girly enough, you know. I just oh. I wanted it to be. I wanted to change my name to Rose. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I wow. wanted it to be as pink as fucking possible. Was man. that pre or post Titanic? <laughs> oh, definitely pre. It was. This was. I was oh, like yeah. five years old. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Did you Crazy. ever try and get people to call you Rose, like at school? Just like my name's actually Rose. I think I didn't. I I. I think at the time I only hung out with like my parents. So I was like, guys, you can call me Rose. <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> definitely not. Oh, the idea of Data showing up to a new school and she like dresses up like uh, dresses up in a costume, shows up half an hour early. Hey, I heard there's a new kid starting today. We should call them Rose. <laughs> you have business cards printed with just Rose on it. Yeah. <laughs> you go in the bathroom and you change out of your janitor outfit. <laughs> my, uh, Rose my is in the room. My girlfriend's nephew uh for a period of time at school was telling people his name was something else like his his actual name is like ben yeah uh, but so my girlfriend goes and visits him at school they're, they're walking down the hall everybody's like hi kevin hey kevin nice good for him yeah. kevin's here <laughs> like the whole school knows him as kevin man oh man is he in like the minor leagues for just for laughs gags? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's playing yeah. some sort of long con. He's gonna yeah. rob the school. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows you need like a hacker, you need a bomb expert, and yeah. you need a Kevin. You need someone with a different name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the inside. So, uh, Hunks listeners, uh, you'll notice that uh, we're on the two-week schedule now. Uh, we've tapped our brakes a little bit while Manitoba sorts out a bit of a mess, let's call it. Uh, Brian Pallister, it's like somebody gave him a football and he was playing hockey. And he, he, he dropped both. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so hunks, we're just uh, we're, we're on an, uh, a bit of a hiatus, but we're we're really excited about um, some of the great guests we have lined up for you in this summertime series. Uh, maybe I'll just take a minute and plug uh, the Patreon. We got a couple mm. fun things popping up on there, including uh, uh, a guest segment that we've been doing. You may have noticed in the last one with Erica Sigurdsson where we play a game of fuck, marry, kill. Uh, that hunks, is true. Yeah, yeah, I can attest to that. And they're really should, funny. Yeah, should we give them a taste test of like what a fuck Mary kill, what it, what that is? Like, do you need to explain that? Well, apparently we do. Or did we have to to Erica? We did to yes. Rusty for sure. And yeah. I feel yeah. like with Erica, she wasn't completely familiar with it. Is it not uh-huh. as common as we think it is? Yeah, I think it's yeah, just something maybe. that we play a yeah. lot because we're mean people. <laughs> but like, I thought that everyone was as mean as us. Like, yeah. For instance, Tim and I were playing fuck Mary. It's it's fun what you learn about yourself. When you you're guys played in Mary bed. Kill. Me. Which would you we, like to do right now? We, yeah. <laughs> we only ever get through the first two. <laughs> so far, there's always Someday. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you learn a lot about yourself. Like I was, I did. Um, I was like, okay, so Jennifer Lopez. Shakira mm-hmm. or Taylor Swift, and uh, yes. I hadn't really thought put much thought into it, but I was like, surely, I'm surely like J Lo or or T Swift are going to be on top because yeah. of like I currently like them, whereas Shakira mm-hmm. was more like. It was more like twelve-year-old Dana, like yeah, that yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah. And then by the end of it, then my reasoning, I was marrying Shakira. Really, that <laughs> yes. is surprising. So marriage is the top rung for you, on that. What's that? Thing. So marriage is the top rung. Yeah, that that's the, the highest yes. pedestal you could put somebody. Yeah, on. it's the someone that I could spend the most time with, but yeah. also with financial security. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get you know you got to weigh the different things. Like, who am I going to have sex with? Who am I going to marry? Whose blood is going to be on my hands? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's that on our uh, Patreon with uh, with various guests. Yeah, and we're gonna play one with our guests later today, aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. But before that. Before that, we got to catch up. I haven't talked to you guys in forever. That's true. What is everyone true. watching, reading, listening to, absorbing? What's everyone doing? Zelda, playing Zelda games. That's oh. my life. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I recently had to legit quarantine. No, no outside interaction for two whole weeks, Fuck. during which I started Mad Men for the first ever time in my life. Oh, for the first time. Yep. And how did you like it? Uh, I love it. I'm I'm only mid-season 2, but uh, I think it's great. <laughs> Drinking a lot of whiskey now. Yeah, yeah. That'll <laughs> yeah. happen. Holy. <laughs> Start Are coming they up ever with drinking great from ads. 9 a.m. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, it made me miss smoking again. I know. Jeez. Yeah, we've been we've been watching that show Peaky Blinders, and they're having darts constantly on that show. Oh, and, and just like, slamming back whiskey, looks non-stop. so good. <laughs> that you know what 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 um always makes me want to smoke is the girl with the dragon tattoo. Now I know she's not a person really? necessarily to st- aspire to, but she also is kind of a hero. Like she is definitely mm-hmm. the hero in it. She's yeah. like a, the anti-hero. Um, no, maybe just straight up hero actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's, I like that type of character who's sort of like the um, uh, the outcast yeah. do-gooder yeah, but with like, like a specific set of skills yeah. for vengeance. And so mad yeah. and doing something about it and yeah. just smoking nonstop. And I'm talking about the mm-hmm. Swedish version. I don't like the American one. Um you don't like the American well, one? No, it's that's not fair. It's hard for me to tell because I saw the Swedish version first, and so mm-hmm. that one's cemented in me, and I mm-hmm. feel like it's a better movie. I've never read the books, but I like the movie mm. better, um, and I really like uh, Rooney Mara. There's t- the, both of the, the 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 women who played the main woman are like Noomi yeah. and Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. They like kooky yeah, yeah, names yeah. for those. For that. Yeah. I liked the American version because I felt like uh, she was more of a standoffish recluse. I started watching the Swedish version and I felt like she was too 
she was too confident sort of for the character i felt I like, like i liked she... her confidence and i felt that's what made me feel like um she was just like didn't want to be around anyone and i liked that mm-hmm. she just um the confidence of that she used the old guy whereas like i feel like in the american one daniel craig feels more in the driver's seat for it and i don't uh mm. i don't know i don't want i don't like that as much huh Right. I think that her confidence was the thing that she had to overcome. (laughs) In the American, I think that was her struggle. But uh, what else are we watching? Tim, go ahead. (laughs) Well, like I said, we were watching some Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Now, what is a Peaky Blinder? Is it where you hide and shoot a gun? Yeah. Uh, It's a gang. Oh, it's an it's an Irish gang that plays peekaboo mostly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, they have like uh, that old t- uh, taxi cab hat, and they have razor blades around the rim of it. So they what? take their they take their cap off, and, and they, they swat you with their hat. Swat you with their <laughs> hat. Get out of here! Like a blades. mosquito, and then it slices up your <laughs> <Yeah>. face. <laughs> Slits oh, up God. your eyes. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. And it works Whoa. every time. Yeah, it really does. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really but it's. Does. Uh, it's about a family's rise to fame um, and the self-destruction of that path, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty oh. cool. It's pretty interesting. Pretty riveting. Do you want to know what the best show on TV is right now, in my opinion? Sure. Mayor of Easttown. Is it Mayor of Easttown? Oh. Hey! <laughs> no spoilers. I haven't seen don't the last episode Don't you love it, yet. though? Is, is... Yes, I do. I feel like uh, Kate Winslet is playing a role that was made for Julianne Moore. Oh, I feel like Kate Lin- mm. Kate Winslet is playing the role made for Kate Winslet. Mm. Well, it was because she's the executive producer, but she's basically mm. playing Julianne Moore, oh. in my opinion. Okay. Mm. Well, I love it. I heard that's about a horse that w- gets astray on a certain area of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, and runs for me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And, and wins. <laughs> it's a landslide. But it was it was expected because it was the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the first horse to balance a budget. <laughs> um, so I'm watching Mayor of East Town. Terrific, terrific. Um, I've just started reading again. And I made a big purchase on this website, Thrift Books, which is better if you live in the States, Ooh. but it, it still works for here, but you just have to pay a certain amount of shipping. Slightly less thrifty. Slightly less thrifty, but still thrifty in the long run. You oh. know, like I think I got five books that wound up being about eight bucks each. So it's like cheaper okay. than what you'll get. So you're getting analog books here. Oh yeah, analogs. And You're not a Kindle, Kindle Dindle? You know, no. I I don't have one and I borrowed a friend's and I think it was like the very first Kindle and mm. you know that came out. So you're getting all the fumes. <laughs> yeah. It was the size of a room. It was just terrible. <laughs> hot. Terrible on gas. <laughs> the muffler was going. <laughs> yeah, the gas tanks at the back of it. <laughs> um, and it was just ridiculously bad. Uh, it was so fucking annoying. Um, but uh, I would, but I don't know. There's something nice about just ha- about, about a, a nice book, you know? Yeah. What do you do with mm. your books when you're done? Do you keep them? Do you have piles, bookshelves? Um, I... I don't get rid of them immediately, but every few mm. years I get I, I do a purge, you know. Gotcha. Um, but this I I ordered five books. Some of them I was just like looking for recommendations on like fucking Reddit or whatever, and mm. one that was like very commonly commonly recommended on Reddit uh, was this book. I forget what it's called, and um, and uh, I st- and I got it, and I was like, "This is a children's book," <laughs> oh, no. but I'm still reading it. <laughs> what other books did you get? What are you reading? Um, I'm reading that children's book, which is more like a, I'd say it's a book for like thirteen year olds, but it's one of those like life li- life of Pi or like um oh, okay. or like uh the little prince or like uh or like Cake Boss. 
Cake farts. <laughs> cake farts. Wait, you remember? Do you remember going to the book fairs in like elementary school, and you just get the novelization of your favorite movie? I'd just get erasers. Me too. I was most excited about the erasers. Fucking sick erasers. I get the novelization of like uh, Back to the Future yeah, yeah. or TV yeah, yeah. or whatever. Anyways, I'd love to see the novelization of cake farts. <laughs> The novelization of Austin Powers. <laughs> um, but I got a I got a Neil Gaiman book. Um, nice. Oh, okay. That's sci-fi. Yeah, it's kind of like fantasy. Less sci-fi, more Neil, fantasy. Neil B. Gaiman. Mm. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Real quick, oh. Rory. Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. Books, TV, movies. Oh man, um, I guess uh, kill books because I don't read anymore. Um, I would fuck movies and marry TV. Like that's just based on current standings. Mm-hmm. All right, hmm. TV's yeah. definitely on top right now. The best things being made are television, are serialized. Huh. Fair. Yeah. Tim, what about you? I would uh, fuck. Uh, movies, I'd kill TV, and I would marry books, because they put me to sleep. Kill TV, crazy. Mm. Yeah, see, this is where I it's like, books. I think that where I'm like, yep, TV is at the top, but I think I would do the same, where it's like, I like books, because I also like that you can listen to them. Like, this includes mm. audiobooks, Rory, so I am mm. think I'm going to marry books, yeah. fuck movies, because movies are my first love. Mm-hmm. Nah, mm-hmm. but the, or do I fuck TV because because nah, I can just kill keep movies. fucking it? You know? Yeah, I'm gonna kill movies. TV now is like an eight hour yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kill movies and I'm gonna fuck TV. Yeah, yeah, like everyone thought radio was gonna kill TV, or TV was gonna kill radio. That's how it went, right? And it did. Yeah. And it got yeah. stronger, and now it's coming for movies. Hey Tim, you yeah. want to keep it down up there? <laughs> You're banging around. I'm hearing Sorry. it. <laughs> Shut up. Well, should we uh, talk pressing it over your to our butt against the floor and then farting? Okay, <laughs> I can hear the ripples. He's pulling his pants down and pressing his bare asshole to the floor. <laughs> I'm nervous. I heard a neighbor do that once. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I swear to God. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did you confront them? Or did you just do it back? No. <laughs> to the ceiling, yeah, yeah, strap yeah, like the, like the broom yeah. handle on the <laughs> sack. A bunch of I just chairs. got a ladder, pressed my ass <laughs> on the ceiling. Ate a lot of beans. <laughs> <laughs> got a weird harness. <laughs> Your butts are farting, farting on each other through the <laughs> ceiling and the floor. <laughs> Having a passive aggressive fart fight. <laughs> fart fight. That seems like a good uh, time to <laughs> throw it over to our guests, eh? Rusty Maddie is here, your behind-the-scenes hunk. The Hunks Podcast is proudly brought to you by Into the Blue. Into the Blue is Winnipeg's one-stop shop for saltwater ecosystems and custom aquariums. They've revolutionized the aquaculture world with their environmentally friendly alternatives to buying livestock. And they have an awe-inspiring supply of invertebrates, corals, and fish. Oh my! They got me started on a nano-coral reef aquarium through a friendly, attentive, step-by-step process. And I continue to be fascinated by it every day. They also have a wide array of clownfish. The Nemo fish. Everybody loves those. And hey, if all you want to do is feed the fish, they do full servicing and custom installations. Check out their website at intothebluieco.ca. That's intothebluieco.ca. Give them a call at 204-963-8663. 204-963-8663. Or come on down to 156 St. Anne's Road and start dreaming today. Tell them how sent you for 10% off your first purchase. What? Into the blue. Into the blue. We're all waiting for you. Into the blue. We got fresh water too. Into the blue. <laughs> 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 Statistically, someone here is with the FBI. I have to say it. Okay. 
they keep recruiting me because my they keep keep trying to recruit me because of my mustache. Yeah, and I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll I'll take a job, and then I don't show up. I just collect the paycheck, <laughs> or I show up and I ruin their bathroom. <laughs> The uh, FBI's bathroom. You get your. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me introduce it, our. Your background is very much trying to prove that you're not with the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a narc back background. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. girl's room behind. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> Get a poster up that says heavy metal band. <laughs> there was a situation a few years ago. I used to be a ridiculous, stupid, garbage eating anarchist. And there was this one time we were at a protest and there was suddenly there was this new anarchist around and he had, he had scribbled like Sharpie marker on his jeans to fit in. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever find out if he was a narc? Oh, he was an obvious cop. <laughs> but did you get definitive proof? No, I mean, no, because you know what they do? They arrest them. He got picked up. Yeah, they arrest up them after high then, school in a cop car, and then they take them back to the station. And they're like, "Well, that didn't work, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> He's still wearing his police hat. <laughs> Forgot um, to take off the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to introduce our wonderful guest today on the podcast. Uh, comedian, writer, written for TV shows such as The Beaverton. This hour is 22 minutes. That hour is 22 minutes. Who has 22 minutes? Anyways, it's Yara Hadidi. I was also on So You Think You Have 22 Minutes. <laughs> so you think you're smarter than 22 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Who wants to be 22 minutes? <laughs> Look who's got 22 minutes now. <laughs> Special victims unit. <laughs> <laughs> because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, welcome to the hog. Po- welcome to the hog podcast. Hogs podcast. Welcome to our hogcast. <laughs> how are how Nothing are you doing? the hog hour? <laughs> How's everyone's hogs? Well, as a Muslim, I find that very offensive. <laughs> hogs are not part of my diet. Um, <laughs> We thought um, you might. We thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little hazing. Yeah. Backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> I, say, I, I thought you were going to say welcome to the hot podcast. And um, before the podcast, I Googled hunks, but I forgot to do hunks comedy. So I just oh. Googled hunks. <laughs> male stripper. Post <laughs> A hot podcast, really. <laughs> yeah, we know those guys. Yeah. <laughs> we know those guys. They Close are much friends. more successful than us. <laughs> yeah, and funnier. <laughs> those guys' dicks are so funny. <laughs> Talk about a hog cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so excited to be on the podcast because I was unofficially on the sketch show that you guys had on YouTube. Yes. You know, yes. We kind of, we dabbled, you know, the audience got to see me a bit, but not too much. But now I'm officially on it. On it. I'm here. I'm yes. here right for me. Yes. yes. Yeah. And welcome. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> you did, um, you were doing, we had you on the Skid or Die um, and you did that um, stand up in the park. Which was such a brilliant so idea, yeah. so great. How did you come up with that? It was just really like it sitting in a park and like this could be funnier. Going crazy at home. Yeah, I don't think people know as comedians when it first happened. Like well, we all thought it was going to be two weeks, and I genuinely thought I was like, I'm going to get on stage in two weeks. We're just going to flatten the curve. This is going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think around the two month mark, the more it went on, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have all these premises in my head that I need to get out. Yeah. And I had done one in my living room, but um, I just didn't want to do it at home. I felt like if I was outside, I'd be inspired by nature and the trees and I could riff on that. Yeah. So 
that's just how it happened because I just really wanted to do stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has there been much uh, stand up coming back in Ontario at all? Uh... Well, we've no. I don't know if you know this. We have a very incompetent government. Oh, you too. Oh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, they opened and closed and opened and closed. Mm. So we got to do indoor for a bit and then it was only outdoor and then they shut everything down back in November. Mm. So I, I got to do a few shows since April, since I recorded that stand up in the park. Um, but I actually think I would have rather we just did the right thing, locked everything down and then safely reopened Mm kind of like what all the comedians in New York got to experience, which is like safely doing shows outdoors and then everyone quarantined and they've got vaccinated everyone and now they're back doing indoor shows and i'm so jealous like yeah Yeah. like the east coast as well you know you know what i've never been jealous of anyone in newfoundland (laughs) 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 yeah and I grew up in the Middle East, you guys. Okay, I've been through. <laughs> I've never seen the appeal until I'm like, okay, maybe I could make four guys named Kyle. <laughs> Better than nothing. Four guys named Kyle who drove five dirt dirt bikes to the show. Five, yeah, one guy had two dirt bikes strapped to his feet. <laughs> biking now in the pandemic right like i don't know about how it is with you guys but everyone got an e-bike oh, yeah. or like bikes are sold out really yeah yeah do you guys have bikes i have oh, one we're yeah. a great bike city it's flat here no hills right it's biking Eight. made easy yeah it's biking yeah. for dummies that's why they all get I stolen we have hills and they still get stolen that's how it's double suck for us well, you're gonna earn that, that bike that you're stealing <laughs> <laughs> and I started I when I moved here I actually lived in Montreal first and that is one it's literally like Mount Royal mm-hmm. it's like a, the whole city's on a mountain right. so it was like when I came to Toronto it was like I was still scared I think that biking in a city is very scary yeah. especially in Montreal yeah so it actually took me five years to get the courage to get a the only reason I got a bike was because of the pandemic because I needed to I was really scared yeah, yeah. Yeah, those uh, those tracks on the street, those are scary things. I I biked oh, in yeah. Toronto, and uh, that's that's a heart attack right there. Yes, you know people don't say this enough, but Winnipeg does beat Toronto in some areas of life. Yeah, you know? we don't we well. don't put tracks in the street like an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tracks are for trains, I dummies. <laughs> almost lost my balance on Queen because I passed one of those streetcars. Oh yeah. 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 I literally, like, I sort of thought it was a miracle. All four limbs were off. <laughs> and I was like, and I, like, prayed to God. I was like, I'm, I've never biked on Queen since. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I will go, I will only go places on the bike lane. Like, I, yeah. even if it takes me like, an extra 10 minutes, I will stay on the bike uh, lane. Do you uh, do the helmet? Uh, yes. Little elbow pads and stuff like that? No. 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 We've got the glasses and the helmet. <laughs> I have three locks though, so I make up for it another way. <laughs> Tim, when you ride a bike, are you wearing full goalie equipment? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the kid from the Little Giants, just covered in like padding. Yeah, a bunch, couple oven mitts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Biking is one of those things that's like so delightful, but can go so wrong so fast. You know, oh, I yeah. have, I, every time I ride a bicycle, I'm in a constant fear that the front tire is going to fall off because it happened to me when I was a kid. Oh. We had like some Canadian tire bike or something like that. I'm just ripping it down this gravel road and then the front tire just pops off. Whoa. Uh, yeah. That's and then not I, a like, normal thing to happen. I know, but I live in constant fear of it now. It's not normal. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't Check think your so. bolts, people. Check your bolts. And we can change that to Walmart if Canadian Tire wants to pony up some money on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we are for sale. Yeah. I got to tell 
you, when I first came to Canada and I saw Canadian Tire money, my mind was blown. <laughs> oh, yeah. The confidence of a store to print its own. <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah, they were way ahead of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's the OG Bitcoin is Canadian Tire money. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you moved, uh, if I may ask, Noor? I was 17. I was 17 for like three weeks, and then I turned 18 in Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. And had you always uh, been on the stand-up track, or did that only sort of pop into your head once you arrived in Canada? Yeah, I had always loved comedy. I would always watch movies or sitcoms, but I had never really seen stand-up growing up in the Middle mm -hmm. East. I actually only discovered it as an art form on YouTube in my dorm room. I would watch late night shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I would watch specials. Um, and then I just loved SNL as well. And um, I actually wanted to be in sketch before I started standup. That huh. was kind of why I did it. Yeah, because I graduated from undergrad and I didn't know people in comedy mm -hmm. and I didn't know about Montreal Improv at the time and I don't even think it existed. Right. So the only way for me to do comedy was to do it by myself, which is at open mic yeah. nights. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was an immigrant and I had this post-grad work visa and my family's all in the Middle East. So if I didn't get a job, I would have to move back to Jordan. Huh. So my job was my priority. I wanted yeah. to get a job, pay rent, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I never thought I'd stay in Canada. I always thought I'm going to get some experience. I'm graduated from McGill. I'm going to work in banking and then I'm going to go yeah. home. And then the more you live here, like it's really hard. Your identity gets shaped when right. you're, you know, Montreal was the city of firsts, like first apartment, first job, yeah. like first time away from home. And my sister actually moved to Montreal, but she moved when she was 26 and I moved when I was 17. Oh, wow. And we have completely different experiences because like yeah. way of life is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I'm so used to this way of life now. Not And she had a really hard time adjusting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I basically did not even think comedy was like, and even when I moved from Montreal to Toronto, it was because... Montreal makes it really hard for people who are not from Quebec to like put down roots mm. there because of the French language laws. Sorry if I'm no, rambling. No, 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 no. It's fascinating. The question. Okay. Yeah. So um, Montreal makes it really hard. It's a very much a transitional city um, because of the French and because of the culture. Like I worked at a bank and I would always, I would uh, interview for other positions because I wanted to grow. I worked in risk management, but I didn't know what I wanted to mm -hmm. do. But if you're not from Quebec and you don't like have a master of the language, they don't and like because they won't let you work with clients, right. right? And so it makes it really hard for someone young to stay there. Yeah. So I'm, when I moved to Toronto, I hadn't decided, oh, comedy is the main thing because I wasn't making any money and I liked it, but I wasn't, I was getting on stage not like two, three times in Montreal was, oh, I did everything I could yeah. that week. And you feel good about yeah. it, you know, because you don't know that you can do right. more but when i moved to toronto i was like i'm gonna move here for both reasons comedy's better here and finance is better yeah. here and then the job i got I had in montreal i really liked but the job i had in toronto i hated uh -huh. oh, and it pushed me more towards oh, stand-up and comedy yeah so <laughs> that um around the two-year mark of my job, I got an offer to write for a show and I had been wanting to leave forever. Yeah. Like I literally wanted to leave three months in, but you know, I wish I had spoken to someone, you know, you just, I was scared of quitting. I didn't know if I could find another job. And like- That's a huge, like have you, had you quit a job before? Like a quit a major? Yeah, that, that's a huge first. Uh, yeah. yeah. And not having something like consistent totally. lined up. That was really cool. Yeah. Because I had a two-week writing job, and that was great because you get up, you go somewhere, you're with people. Yeah. But the thing about those jobs is whatever issues you have in life, you will never deal with because you don't have the time to. You're up, you're working, and then when you're not, you're resting, and then on the weekend, you're doing something. Yeah. Whereas to go from six years of that to literally just sitting at home, yeah. like, okay, I have a show at night, and then what? <laughs> like, all... <laughs> all the, I'm up again, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you all are. <laughs> <laughs>
How did you find yeah. uh, adjusting to the uh, the insecurity of of the gig economy? Right, that is comedy compared to the this the iron rice bowl of of finance. Yeah, I think I was just so naive that I didn't even think of it as an issue. I just always thought, oh, I love comedy; it's such a release, and I didn't realize how big of an impact it would mm. have. You know, it also shifts because when it's your fun thing and your release and then it becomes your job, there's a lot of pressure that's put on it that kind of takes a lot of the fun and silliness and yeah. just the release aspect of it mm -hmm. away. Totally. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, I wish I had an answer for that. I just just winged it. And now I'm much I don't think I could ever go back to a nine to five because I feel you feel chained to that mm -hmm. desk. Right. And you're so tired by the time you leave and your life isn't yours, I feel. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm honestly like, I graduated in finance, but I'm anti-capitalist now <laughs> because I the gig economy, like, like being in the arts is actually, people always say, oh, it's like hard being in the arts. But once you move from like a nine to five to the arts, you see the difference. Yeah. Like, in the arts, we don't have support for mental health, mm -hmm. right? right? But the people who have those jobs and make so much money have free benefits for mental right. health. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so imbalanced, the capitalist world we live in. It's really unfair. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to tell you guys, especially in Canada, where, like, we don't have a star system. Yeah. We don't have a sketch show like SNL. Yeah, right. We don't have, even the Canada Council of the Arts doesn't recognize us as an art form, yeah. right? So, like, there are all these things against us where if you, we were all in America and we had quit the gig economy and gone into the arts, I just feel like it would have been a little bit easier because there's more gigs, there's more opportunities, yeah. there's, you know, Tim books something, he brings you guys with him. Maybe. And, like, you know, like... <laughs> 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 but yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> it's true what they say of the white man in Winnipeg. He is <laughs> But yeah, there's like there's this hope in other countries, even the UK and Australia, where right. you could start an open mic and five years later you're a household name and we just don't have that hope yes. here. I think yeah. that makes it harder for the gig economy because you can be successful and you can work hard and you can book, book a gig here or there and you could kill a TV taping, but what you're coming back to, your life will be the same. It's not going to move the needle for yeah. you. I think that's the hardest part. Whereas at a nine to five, if you kill a presentation, you get promoted. There's a ladder. There's a hierarchy. Like you have a coach. Yeah. Or there's a position. There's a title. Like your path. A clear path, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. set up for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what's really hard about comedy. There's no HR, and it's not a meritocracy, unfortunately. Right, yeah. You know, we all. Yeah. Well, right now, is that what you said? <laughs> I said right. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. So that's another really hard thing is that sometimes you know that you can interview for something, you can be considered for something and you know, you're really good, but they give it to someone who may have a bigger following than sure. you, or, you know, like you work really hard and there's Better no Pooja. rhyme or reason. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, that's Mary. That's Mary. <laughs> like there, that's another thing is that there's no rhyme or reason as to why someone gets something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think, that's something that I learned from the corporate world where people have their favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, um, it's a bit more clearer there because no one can, people are keeping track, but there are some like politics that happen. And so some when I moved into comedy, the checks yeah, and the balances, yeah. uh, wow, I should give you my finance. <laughs> <laughs> I only know checks. <laughs> That degree is the biggest joke in my apartment. I swear to God. It's like, my friend asked me to add two numbers and I couldn't even do that. <laughs> One and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that make you want to leave Canada? Yes. 
Like, are you thinking that that might be in your future? Yeah. Mm. That you might do that? Yeah. And I don't want Where would to. You go? I would think I would go to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. I was in Montreal at the bank, I took like two months off and I finished all my work ahead of time. And I went back and I just did open mics and I did. In New York? I took sketch writing nice. in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I did level one at the UCB. And oh, cool. I was not a good comedian back then. I was okay. Yeah. I was think I two or three years in. But it really gave me a push. Like in New York, you really have to like go yeah. for it. Like in a small scene like Montreal, you'll get booked just because you're there. And yeah. right. no one cares about you in New York. Like you have to go sign up at the mic, meet Be people, there, do, do the, things. Yeah, footwork. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if there's two people in the crowd. This is all this only set I have tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this. So it really, I was really shy. And sometimes I still am. I have a bit of social anxiety. I feel like um, it still comes out. Yeah. But um, that was a really nice experience. And so I've, uh, throughout the years, I've performed in cities in the States, like Boston and Chicago. I kept it more on the east side. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a week in every city. And um, yeah, I just feel like there's more comedy there. Yeah. And I'm just... Well, right now I'm thinking of going just to stay there for a bit because Ontario's in a lockdown. Right, yeah. But I've always, in the back of my mind, thought, like, and I have, I keep money whenever I book something. Like, I I have a little stash that I keep for my O-1 visa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, Yeah. yeah. And I, like, it's, unfortunately, no one I know wants to go whenever a Canadian comic. It's never like, oh, I want to go to America. It's like, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and the guys noticed that? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've talked about that. And we, I mean, it. I feel like we feel, it, we definitely, there's the thing of uh, Western alienation, right? So smaller comedy markets like Winnipeg, it's like, you know, if, if we feel so, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about that too. Like, where should comedy take place? But then, I don't know. There, there's ways of being creative and doing comedy from anywhere in the world. Is what we're kind of finding with uh, with COVID and 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 doing all this Zoom stuff. But yeah, when it comes to like stand up and doing it, uh, I mean, th- that seems like the place to do it. I mean, it's it's hard though. It could be hard. It could be. You fun. know, like I'm gonna be honest with you guys, like. I've been doing stand-up full-time since 2017, and I truly think every year I make it is like a miracle. You can never be yeah. sure. In Canada, I have to do everything. Yeah. I, I do voice, I audition for voiceovers. Yeah. I write for shows. I do stand-up. Yeah. I audition for TV roles. Like you have, it's like a quilt in Canada, and it's really up to the comedy gods yeah. to help me figure out how I'm gonna make it this year. That's how I feel. Yeah. And on one hand, yes, I am a full-time comedian. I don't have a nine to five. I don't have a boss. And I'm, and honestly, I've, that's making it for mm-hmm. me part. Honestly, that's part yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us think that making it is like having a Netflix special or yeah. like those things I've learned. Cause I had, um, I wrote on 22 minutes and I came back and I got diagnosed with depression. What? Okay? Oh my God. Yeah. And that was one of my dreams in life is to write for a show. And then I realized that I had to rethink because you had to be a Newfoundland because you had to visit Newfoundland. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Um, No, you know what it is? I think that because I was in finance, I had a list of goals that I wanted to achieve to justify quitting my day job. And I think Toronto is a very competitive city Mm. and you kind of lose a lot of the joy or reason you have to you lose the reason why you do it you get caught up in the competition and the clicks and the booking things yeah and then i was in i was writing on a show and i just it was a really competitive harsh environment it was not fun i never thought writing jokes for a living could be so stressful Jesus. yeah you yeah, know yeah. yeah so i had to come back and i had to really rethink why i do comedy yeah because i had checked everything i wanted off my list and I, I st- went into therapy. I quit stand-up. I took three months off in the summer. Wow. And I was just like, I never asked to do any shows. If someone asked me to do a show, I would say yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm in a way healthier place with comedy because I do it because the act of joke writing truly makes me happy. Yeah. And it brings me yeah. joy. And I enjoy the work itself. 
whether someone books me for a gala, whether someone gives me a special, whether someone hires me, that is not a goal of mine because that is not something I can control. Absolutely. I cannot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What can make me happy? If I write a new joke, if I put out a good album, if I have people who come out to see yeah. me, that's such a healthier yeah. you know, attitude and outlook and list of objectives that I can control, right. you know? Yeah. yeah well, and you can... itself. Sorry, totally. Yeah. And you can put, work to put yourself in the position to be seen for those things, but you have no control over whether you're going to get the, like to yeah. have, like you said, to have uh, booking a gala be a goal is, yeah, it just doesn't really make sense because you can't, like you said, there's no ladder, there's no path to it. It's not a meritocracy. So there's no steps you can implement to even make that happen. Did yeah. the gala? And I bombed. I bombed, you guys. I did the gala. I did the Tiffany Haddish gala. I was the. It started forty-five minutes late. It was the third gala of the night. I got up on stage at like two a.m. Oh, or like shit. one a.m. And I did very okay at best. People were falling Holy asleep. Shit. You know, you put Fortune Feimster up first. You know, you had Gina Yashri, these big energy yeah, acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just very much hey, like very I'll be like witty you know, sarcasm. Kind of punch, but I'm, yeah, but yeah. I'm not like what's up, Obama? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did that and I and I was and then I went back to my hotel and I was like, is this it? This is what I'm working yeah. for. Yeah. It's like so if and then once it was over, I was like, Okay, so what am I gonna do now? I did the thing I wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that was the whole, that was the summer leading into the fall where I went to 22. Yes. So that was a whole year of like really weird feelings and yeah. like wondering what it is I'm doing in comedy. Right. Recalibrating what you want out of it. Yeah. And you can't say no to any gigs in Canada. Right. Like I have to say yes. If they give me a gala, I'm going to say yeah. yes. If they give me a writing job and even though I hate it because the thing at 22 is they only give you an offer for three weeks at a time and they keep track of all the jokes and sketches that make it in so oh, you're wow. at the edge of your seat at the end of every week wondering like you feel like your life depends on the jokes that make it like that's not a healthy place and to if be your jokes out. don't make it I heard they don't yeah. let you use the bathroom they <laughs> <laughs> give you a shoe I wish that was the punishment <laughs> <laughs> make you wish you weren't born I <laughs> they recreate your birth certificate and then burn it in front of you <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're a Kyle now and you live in <laughs> here's your dirt bike here's your dirt bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me it's it, I love that I love that notion of just resetting uh, what like the I think the bigger expectations you put on something, the less gratification you're gonna get out of it, you know. And and for me, like as long as I can park my Jaguar in my six car garage, I'll, I'll be happy <laughs> at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> well, and it's the stuff. It's like what can what can you control? Yeah. Like what is it's just like whether it's just how much you're writing and like how much how much you're enjoying yourself and and how much you're you're going up on I mean you can't control how whether people like you or mm. what shows you get on but you can continue writing because yep. you yeah. like it yeah <laughs> you can't force that gala but you can have your gala set written and polished and ready to go mm -hmm. yeah and honestly you should do comedy not because you want a gala but because you want to do comedy yes. gala is two things for me now whenever i get a tv taping i just think number one paycheck yeah. number two a clip i can post to get more fans yeah. that's right i see it as a pure business totally. transaction a lot of people see it as as their worth is tied to whether a booker let them into a festival yeah, yeah. and that's that's crazy yep. you know and the festival, like, you don't know, it's like casting. It's like casting a TV show. Just because you didn't get cast doesn't mean you're not good. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And people are always like, I showcased six times and I've never gotten it in. I'm never showcasing again. What is this ego? Yeah. What is this entitlement yeah. that 
you deserve nobody deserves anything yeah, that's right yeah you're hurting yourself you know? yeah. yeah we could be yeah. we could be back on the land you know making yeah. mud huts <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm starving right now cuz nobody has fed me and that's ridiculous <laughs> i've got a great mouth yeah. all of my teeth work and i should be fed <laughs> frankly it's ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, my tongue is three times too big. But... So what? I booked a gala once, but it turns out it was just a big bag of apples. So, yeah. a little okay. apple joke will cut out. Thanks, Rusty. Thanks for cutting that out. My fellow immigrants, gala is a form of apple. <laughs> yes. When, the... when I moved here, there was a lot of things I didn't understand. Like, you guys have phrases like, Let's take a rain check. Uh -huh. <laughs> I thought that was a weather thing. I was like, okay, I can check for the rain. <laughs> I just took one. I just came from outside. <laughs> I checked. It's fucking raining. <laughs> I checked the rain. Everything's fine. I'll, be I'll see you at seven. <laughs> <laughs> like as planned. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, what do you guys say about playing uh, a game? You guys want to play uh, a game? That I'd sounds great. Okay, great. Yeah. Let's play yeah. Two Truths and a Lie. That's our favorite game to play on the Hunks podcast. Uh, basically, you know what happens. One of us says three things, two of which are true, one of which is a lie. Everybody else has to guess what is the lie. And uh, this week, Noor Hadidi is going to help us out with those three statements. Uh, are you ready, Noor? You feel confident? Yes, I yeah. do. Okay, take it. Was that a lie? Take no. it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have never been to Europe. Okay. I have okay. never had Taco Bell. Okay. Oh. I grew up with an irrational fear of dogs, but I now love them. Mm. Okay. <sighs> well played. And truths, probably. <laughs> so yeah, it's gotta be true. Europe, Taco Bell, and dogs. Hmm. Yeah. Now, my first thought is, uh, how how strict are you being with this never been to Europe thing? Because uh, I would imagine you'd have to <laughs> have a layover of some sort coming from Jordan to Canada. Well, I'll have you know that the Jordanian airline, Royal Jordanian, has nonstop trips from my capital, Ooh. Amman, to Montreal hmm. that would fly on Mondays and Fridays each week. Oh. Now, is that a lie? <laughs> <laughs> they also have them from... Um, they also have them from New York and Chicago. But to answer your question... Well, you don't have to give away whether it's a truth or a lie. Right, right, right. So, okay. I think that the lie is the Taco Bell. That's I think a, that's it's a great. That'd be a great one. That's a great sneaky. <laughs> I think that you only eat Taco Bell. <laughs> only Let's say that. Taco Bell. <laughs> only ever eaten Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> but since they introduced the Dorito outside the the shell, what, what is it called? Double Crunch? Is that it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I okay. feel like I feel like the dog. One is the lie. I think you had a rational fear of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's rational. <laughs> okay. I am going to say that the uh, uh, Europe one was the lie. and You stopped in to London to have some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They don't make tacos anywhere like they do in London. <laughs> <laughs> no, so then you're saying that there's oh, okay. two lies, Tim. Then um, <laughs> uh, I'll say went to London to try the Taco Time. <laughs> uh, okay, so where are we here, Rory? What did you say? I'm saying dogs. I'm saying the fear of dogs. Dogs is is the lie. Is the lie? Dana, what did you say? Taco I said Bell's Taco lie. Bell. Tim, you're saying Europe. Europe, Europe is the lie. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, I think that Europe is the lie as well. Huh. Okay. 
I'm second Uh-oh. guessing myself. No, Dana, I, like, I'm second guessing myself. I think that you're going to be right, but I don't know. But that's I'm what I'm thinking. I'm second guessing both of you. <laughs> oh my god! No, I just I feel like I feel like Taco Bell. I'm sure that there's tons of people who've never sure. had Taco Bell. Right. Pe- good, good people, better than I, you know? God, fearing people. People like you and me. People better than me. Okay, well, no, you know what? Whatever. I'm, I'm, uh, whatever. If I okay. lose, I lose. Okay, Noor, why don't, you, why don't you crush our dreams here? Lie is that I have never been to. Oh. 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 Yeah. I knew it. I should have changed. Um. Yeah, I uh, I actually would have layovers over the years, but I was never allowed to leave because I had a Jordanian passport. Mm. But um, I got a visa to go with my family, so we went to my. I went to. I had to get a visa to go to a wedding in Greece, and then I met up with my family in London. So I have been to Europe once, and I've never had Taco Bell. That's true. Wow, good for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Must be nice. And don't worry, I will. I find other ways to get diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, but even as like a layover into KFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, so in Jordan, not a lot of people like KFC. Popeyes is the more popular. Oh one. yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's understandable. Oh, wow. yeah. Popeyes their, is better. I had their chicken sandwich, that famous chicken sandwich everyone was clamoring for. Okay. Yeah. I honestly, I, I I felt like I had a hangover. For the oh. rest of the afternoon, so it was really good. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was unreal. <laughs> but yeah, were you it was like, like oh, <laughs> were you like doing a chicken sandwich stand, like you're on your hand, <laughs> your hands chugging a chicken yeah. sandwich? <laughs> yeah, I had a, a a chicken sandwich enema. <laughs> Go straight, <laughs> straight to the bunch of chicken sandwich. <laughs> right, but, sorry, yeah, that's sorry. right. <laughs> Uh, okay. How- yeah, and I did grow up with a fear of dogs, yeah. but because my friend, my friend Joe was dating this girl named Jess and she had a dog. So, and they were long distance. So if I wanted to see Joe when he was in town, I'd have to see Jess and the dog. And that kind of forced me to get over my fear of dogs. Nice. Do, okay. do you yeah. know why you had a fear of dogs or it was just... Yeah, when I was I was young and I was walking once with my dad and our neighbor had a bunch of dogs and she had forgotten to close her gate. So I was just walking by myself and they all came like running at me and barking. And um, I kind of fell back and hit my head and I had to go to the hospital. So they didn't bite Mm -hmm. me, but just an interaction with them made me really scared. That'll do it. Cross the street if there was a dog. I couldn't even be on the same side of the street. I was so scared. I don't blame you. Oh. The dogs are uh, totally, yeah, they're, yeah. They're biting machines. They are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel but- like I I had the same kind of in- interaction with a dog when I was a kid. Like it it just jumped up, and it, I'm sure it was just being friendly. But I was like young enough and alone that it's like ah, this is freaking me out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This confirms my suspicion that if I were a member of Hunks, I would be you, Rory. <laughs> Fair. I feel like physical appearance. <laughs> like I'd be, a, if I took a quiz, those BuzzFeed yeah, quiz, yeah. which Hunks member, so I would be a Rory's always on our website. We should. We should yeah. yeah. Rory's always talking about his newest calculator. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Financial. I actually had to. I have a bunch of calculators that I don't know what to oh, do. Oh, really? With. Really? Yeah. I moved apartments, and you know, I'm like, I have no closet space in this apartment. So all the things that I used to hide, like, I just don't have space for anymore. And it kind of makes you confront all the things that you keep. So yeah. I have like my calculator from high school. I have my financial calculator from uh, when I took this exam called the CFA. Mm-hmm. I have another third one just for fun. I don't know. It's a weekend calculator. (laughs) It's got a spoiler on it. (laughs) (laughs) Neon lights under it. You guys guys have those. Did you use Texas Instruments in high school for calculator? 
Oh yeah. Texas Instruments all the way, baby. I feel like high school <laughs> is designed to put Texas Instruments kids through college. High <laughs> <laughs> school is just a ploy for <laughs> people in yes. yeah, yeah, my high school diploma says brought to you by Texas Instruments. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard for me to get rid of my TI. TI? Very cool. Yeah, our TI. I had an STI. Um, it was really hard for me to get rid of. I say it so often that I feel like I have to shorten it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I do say it a lot. Um, but I, I found it very difficult to get rid of because I was like, I feel like this was like $200 yeah. or something like that, or $100 in high school. And that was just the most money I'd ever spent. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to get rid of it. But then I was like, when am I ever Do you know what the coolest thing about those scientific calculators were? (laughs) The sliding cover. Yeah. And you could cock it like a rifle. Yeah. The the belt clip. (laughs) And you could, and you could tape the answers for an example on the inside of the cover. I did that Did you know that, Noor? You all, you definitely knew. You got that degree. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was there like a flap that you could bring down, like the sticker? Is that you what you mean? just slide it no, up. No, just like you just, just slide stick a note, just stick on the a inside. Note. You also had to have very, then, very bad teachers. Have, yeah. But then you would have a piece of paper that someone could notice. Yeah, that you had to do it pretty discreetly, like just slide it up and down. Well, because didn't the, the calculator, like it went on the top, but then you could put it in backwards. So you keep yes. the calculator over top of the answers and yeah. you'd just be like, oh, I'm mo- moving it around for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, halfway through the exam, you'd be like, well, I guess I'm done with this. Oh, no, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done with this. <laughs> I thought I was going to do the, the rest of the exam. Uh, you know, freehand off the top of my head. <laughs> I tried to. What did all of you study? I would love to know. Uh, well, theater, obviously. <laughs> I make poor decisions. Uh, but Dana, also women's studies. Oh, yeah. Theater and women's <laughs> studies. So two very profitable. <laughs> I have a degree in politics. That I wow. kept that for a while. I kept folded up in my wallet with a list of my enemies written on the back. <laughs> True story, actually. <laughs> That's so funny. Every time I, I recently, hear it, I recently framed it, but you can see the fold marks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. It's <laughs> amazing. My God, your degree is very small. I will say. Where is what? Do, what university is that? The Manitoba. tiny university. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a university for ants. <laughs> Mini you. McGill one is like this big. Uh, it's wow. like oh, they, have wow. a, they have an ego. Yeah. They, yeah. Want to they can afford play, the paper. You know? uh-huh. They expect yeah. you to yeah. Yeah, pull up behind a plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I've got to shove this inside a scientific calculator. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I went to go buy my scientific calculator, they just gave me one of those big calculators old people with bad eyesight use, you know? <laughs> yeah, one of those giant button ones. Oh my God, remember those? Like your uncle yes. or your aunt always had one at yeah. home. And I love the one that would print paper. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, yeah. So it came yeah. with a green visor. Yeah. Brett. <laughs> 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 I uh, I have a double degree, or no, I have a I have half, a, deg- half a, a bachelor of arts, <laughs> so double major in business and dramatic arts. Wow! I wanted to be a businessman, and I was studying for. You wanted uh, to be the a dramatic. dramatic <laughs> you walk into the boardroom. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> This quarterly report has some third act problems. <laughs> I'd like to resolve this conflict here before we get to the next quarter. <laughs> but yeah, oh when I went God. to go get my degree, I went to the convocation or whatever, and they handed me the the what I thought was my degree, but when I opened it, it was just a reminder I had outstanding parking tickets. <laughs> Maybe pay for my parking tickets to get my paper degree. Oh wow! Oh my god! What university is the University this? of Manitoba? Brutal. Manitoba. Again? Yes. Okay. I'm, 
pattern. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't they weren't getting that sweet te- Texas instruments money. <laughs> Well, you know what I will say? Probably not as many international students attending the University of Manitoba as those as McGill, right? Probably not. Probably. No, tons. There are a lot of international really? students. There, there are a lot. But U-M. I would yeah. imagine more than McGill. Lots of right. Korea. They Korea. make money on that international tuition, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's double. Afford the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just for like your for bad eyesight. They they printed on a, they printed on larger like larger font, larger degree. Yeah. <laughs> so your parents could see the degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> money they spent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that pretty much brings us right to the end of the podcast. Oh, what did you study? Oh, oh I went to broadcasting school. That's why my uh, segues are so. Right uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thanks for joining us, Noor. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah, thank you so much. Where can people find you online? I'm N-O-U-R-H-A-D-I-D-I. Perfect. And you doing, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Tim. No, I interrupted Rory. That's, I was out of line. You were going to ask the same no, question I was. I pretend as a Rory, but I identify as a Tim. I feel like that's who I am. Yeah. The <laughs> Same thing as I'm learning. Yeah. You know, he's got the business. Yeah. He's apologizing, letting you talk. I feel like I'm pulling a lot of Tim. Rory with a rising <laughs> Tim. Yeah. yeah Rory. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, are you still Are you still doing any, or have you done any shows on Zoom at all? No. Um, I, I have done a little bit of Zoom shows here and there. Mm, okay. Not as much as the beginning of the pandemic, right. but I did start um, an online collective for uh, people of color. If they want to take writing classes. We've made the classes and the workshops really affordable. Great. We also have scholarships. And yeah, my friend Aaron, who used to be the um, director at the Second City Training Center, is building this with me. And it's been really fun so far. So, and you know, we do it on Zoom. So wherever you are, um, you can just email us norcomedyclasses at gmail.com. And we sold out our June workshop, but we're going to add one in July. And yeah, so, and it's a lot of fun. It's only 10 people because I want it to be small and to have people to learn and share. And it's just been really great. Yeah. That's perfect. Sweet. Awesome. Um, you can find us uh, at Hunks Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Bandcamp. You can get our debut live album called Mouth Beef, still available, streaming everywhere. And uh, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. So if you head over to our Patreon, you can hear us play a game of Fuck, Mary Kill with Nor. <laughs> Thanks, Nor. A sketch comedy group from Winnipeg. Got it? They are Rory Fallis. I've been saying that wrong. I thought it was Fallis. Rory Fallis, Tim Gray, Matt Nightingale, and Dana Smith. Episodes are produced and recorded each week from their homes in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I said each week, but I meant each two weeks nowadays. We're going every two weeks. Uh, thanks again to this week's special guest, Noor Hadidi. Tune in again in two weeks' time for another amazing and hilarious and super intelligent special guest that's going to blow all of your freaking minds. Uh, And until then, stay cool, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, wear a mask, and uh, tell the people you love that you love them. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye!